It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's a sports, sports rush, rush with, with Brett Ruff. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump along with Adam Lundy, and we are outside the studio today. We're live out of Covington Plaza at Christopher James Menswear. Why? Because Adam and I know how to hawk out a good sale. And right now here at Christopher James Menswear, 50 to 75% off. It is their super sale annually. This would be like the big one. Uh, I mean, look at all these. I mean, ties yeah. 75% off. I mean, whatever you need in men's fashion, this is the time to come on out, see us, hang out. We'll do the show today. Plenty of sports to talk about, but we do want to see you here, Christopher James Menswear. So if, especially if you're getting off work somewhere in the downtown area and you're going to be heading down Jefferson, going out to the southwest suburbs, just swing on by. In fact, now's a perfect time. Things kind of quiet in here. So we would love to see you. And, you know, here's the great thing is today's like a special kind of a preview it's it's just something that you kind of know about because we're telling you right now that even though the sale officially has been advertised thursday through saturday oh bonus savings because the sale is on right now Uh uh-oh 50 to 75 percent off look at all these great deals you know what they did they put them all around us where we're sitting here so (laughs) uh yeah i wonder what the egg will look like when i walk out but uh, we've got a big show ahead. We'll be joined by TinCast President Mike Nutter. He'll be rolling along coming up at about 435, and he will join us right here on site. Also, coming up at hour number two, we'll get a visit from Purdue Fort Wayne men's basketball coach John Kaufman. Uh, he also will be tempted by all these sale signs, uh, guaranteed. And uh, we'll have him out here at about 520, so you get a chance to meet some of the, the real VIPs of Fort Wayne today on the show and of course we talked to Tidcast president mike nutter a lot of questions brian esposito getting a chance to be on the major league staff how about that and we'll talk to mike uh, about about not only that move but the big promotional schedule that's going to be announced soon uh single game tickets do we know uh when those might be going on sale we'll find out what mike can tell us and maybe some things he can't yet but uh <laughs> but we'll have him on anyway coming up about 30 minutes down the road uh, last night, how about the Indiana Hoosiers? Back-to-back big-time wins over Purdue on Saturday. And then last night, I really was worried about this because I thought you might have a Boilermaker hangover for the Hoosiers. And they might come out a little flat. It's not uncommon for you know college kids to celebrate that big, huge, emotional win over a rival, over a number one-ranked team in the country. But credit to... Mike Woodson, and to the Indiana Hoosiers for being ready and prepared for a really good Rutgers team. Because I thought Indiana uh, looked prepared, 
They executed their game plan, and Indiana rolls to a win, 66-60 over Rutgers at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Trace Jackson Davis, as you'd expect, leading the way, 20 points, 18 rebounds. And I thought he might have trouble with Morey. He did not. Uh, he was able to handle things on the glass. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis also dished for six assists. And a lot of times with Trace Jackson Davis, the assist number is going to be indicative of how well Indiana's hitting outside shots because Trace Jackson Davis will get most of his assist on kickouts or across the lane passes. And so, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, big time numbers last night, but the Indiana Hoosiers. And then you've got Miller Cop dropping in four three pointers. And that is really why Trace Jackson Davis, because I think he had at least two of those assists to Miller Cop on kickouts. And, uh, Miller Cop ended up with 18 points, four of six from three. Jalen Hood Shafino, and I've talked about this, Adam. You certainly have. Is that Jalen Hood Shafino is kind of the hot and cold of the Hoosiers. He's kind of the. And I said he was the X factor going into Purdue because he's, you don't know really what you're going to get from Jalen Hood Shafino. We gave him a lot of credit for the game that he played against the Purdue Boilermakers, but we also have to kind of critique his game yesterday. Only two of nine from the field, missed all three of his three-point tries, just three assists for a point guard. He had half the number of assists that Trace Jackson Davis had. Not the greatest night offensively for Jalen Hood Shafino. But uh, one of the key stats of the game, IU did have 15 assists on their 22 made field goals. And I know if you talk to any college coach, they're going to tell you that percentage is somewhat indicative, indicative of how the team is playing and what kind of a flow they have offensively as to how many assists they get in uh, r- relation to the number of made field goals. And that 68% of the made buckets were assisted buckets. That's a good number. Anything over 60%, over 65%, a very good number. So Indiana showed some tough- toughness last night. We questioned whether this team had any toughness. They appeared to be a soft basketball team up until early January. And I feel like over the last three weeks maybe, They've started to show maybe a little more toughness, and a lot of that is coming through with Trace Jackson Davis. And, you know, we saw that moment in the Purdue game where Trace Jackson Davis stood up for a teammate and kind of got his chest into Mason Gillis. And, you know, sometimes when leaders do something like that, everybody looks at it and says, oh, he should have gotten a technical. But it's also sending a message to his teammates, hey, look, we're not going to get pushed around. We're going to bully the bully. We're going to be the tougher team. And sometimes you have to kind of lay out an example of that. And uh, last night, uh, a very tough team. Rutgers is built on the identity of New Jersey as a whole. Blue collar, tough nosed. Don't take no blank from anybody. <laughs> you know, that. I mean, yeah. that's what Rutgers is. And, I mean, they've built their identity around their state. I mean, the the, the stereotypical perception of everybody that lives in Jersey. <laughs> you from Jersey? I'm from Jersey. Um, that would be before your time. That's Joe Piscopo. Yeah, not Saturday Night Live, like 1980 or something. So nope. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, good win last night for the Hoosiers on their home floor. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, one of the places that that toughness was kind of uh, showing itself for the Indiana team, how about holding Rutgers to only 25 points there in the second half? Yeah, defensively, they came up with stops. In fact, there were there were a couple of significant droughts for Indiana offensively, but they were able to maintain control of the basketball game, which they had pretty much throughout. 
because they were able to get stops defensively and come up with big rebounds. And so, uh, you know, that, you know, and Coach Kaufman, who will join us next hour, that's one thing that he's talked about is as a basketball team, to win consistently, you're going to have to win games, maybe, uh, you know, win games pretty or sexy because you're hitting a bunch of threes, but you also have to win the ugly games, uh, those street fight type battles. And uh, last night, you saw a little bit of both. Indiana hit some threes, but yet they also had periods where they were they were pretty dry offensively, and uh, and Rutgers really couldn't close the gap a whole lot. I mean, they and and again, you had an IU team that got threatened, but yet held on. And it's the same thing they did against Purdue. It's like we've got the lead, we're we're taking our ball, we're going home, we're not letting you have it. I mean, that kind of a thing where. Um, Indiana kind of protected their turf a little bit last night. And so the Indiana Hoosiers are now, what, into a tie for second place in the Big Ten. Have you looked at the Big Ten standings? How crazy is that? It's like it's like basically in the Big Ten, you have 14 teams, but the Big Ten is like a, a number that references all of the teams that are either in first or second place, or, or maybe third if you count the half game. But... Uh, it, it's crazy the logjam you've got with five lost teams. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Indiana ended up, uh, what, they're even with Rutgers now? And then, uh, and then you, uh, you go through the list. I, I gotta pull it up here real quick because, uh, um, I, I was looking at it earlier today and you've got Purdue who's 11 and 2, 11 and 2. And of course, you know, Purdue loves to see these type, type of battles. Because, you know, you give Rutgers their their fifth loss now, so everybody is three back in the loss column to the Purdue Boilermakers. But you've got IU and Rutgers 8-5, and five. Iowa, Michigan, Northwestern, Illinois are 7-5. and five. Then you've got Michigan State and Maryland, both 7-6. and six. So that is, what, nine of the 14 teams in the conference? That are seven and six or better, but Purdue clearly the class of the field right now with their eleven and two record, three up on everyone else, and Indiana sitting there in second place, tied with Rutgers with an eight and five mark. Yep, I was just going to say it's the uh, classic logjam right now in the Big Ten, and uh, we're going to need a couple more games, I think, to get a clear sense of who's on top. And uh, oh, so also last night, I don't know how late you stayed up, Adam. Did you? I'm, I, you're I'm an a, NBA I'm, guy. I'm a late sleeper, yeah. Yeah, well, last night, doesn't matter if you were a late sleeper, early sleeper, last night was worth staying up because it was history that was being made in the NBA as LeBron James becomes the all-time NBA scoring leader. And now I thought if it was going to happen, it would happen a little later in the game than it did. He got off to a great start. Yeah. What do you have, 20 at halftime or something like that? I, I You could tell... In the second quarter, it was like, okay, I think this number's going down tonight. Yeah, he just was uh, attacking the basket, kind of looking like a little bit of some vintage LeBron, the way he was driving and just... Uh, you know, we mentioned this yesterday on the show, the StubHub prices, that they were really high for Milwaukee. Right. Now, you're going to see Giannis, you're going to see a better basketball team in Milwaukee than you saw with OKC, but I think a lot of those ticket prices were driven up in the Lakers' next home game because... Fans gambled that LeBron wasn't going to get 36 against OKC. And then he did it within three quarters of play. 
just seconds to go in the third quarter. LeBron hits a fadeaway jumper from just outside the left elbow, and that is the bucket. If you had the pool as far as, you know, uh, step back, fadeaway, two-point jumper, then uh, you're the you're the winner of the pool. But LeBron James, of course, uh, now as the all-time leader in the NBA, we talked about this before anybody else talked about this. Did you notice this was like the top top top? Top topic today around the top, talk topic. Ra- the top topic around talk radio was what does this mean for LeBron being the goat and the greatest of all time and you know and all this we talked about this yesterday we it's, sure old, did. it's old news you know we we're we're the trendsetter to, to sports <laughs> talk radio um, but uh, LeBron James kind of uh, makes his mark and you know the one thing that we didn't talk about yesterday we we kind of touched on it briefly. But how important is longevity when you're evaluating who you think the greatest of all time is? In other words, with Tom Brady, everybody talks about the fact he played quarterback till he's 45 years old or 45, right? He would never turn. Did he turn 46? I don't know. But Brady played until he had gray hairs coming in. <laughs> and, and everybody talks about how Brady took care of himself and physically how he stayed in shape to be able to play at that, at that age. And, uh, and I think a lot of people give Tom Brady credit for the longevity that he's had in the NFL. How much of a factor is that for LeBron James? Because he is outlasting almost everybody else who is on that list when you go through. Now, Kareem, uh, what did he, did he play till what, 40 or 41? I think Kareem might have played a couple of years past where LeBron is right now, but Kareem didn't start in the NBA until he was what, 22? He retired when he was 42. Okay, but but remember he played high or played college basketball, and so I think he had what a 20 or 21 year career. Yep, 20. So he was 22 when he was uh, drafted and, in, his first uh, game, in his first game. And this is isn't this LeBron's 20th season? I think I don't know. I'm I'm making I'm just making stuff up. Um, it, we set the trend here. If it's not 20, it just became 20. It um, is 20. Okay, because LeBron James now has played the same number of seasons, and it looks like he could come back and play another season. I would say so. In fact, I think LeBron's in much better shape right now coming back for another season than Brady was when he ended the football season. And, of course, we know Brady retired. But um, but the longevity, I mean, where does that come into the discussion as far as um, – you know, being the, the goat, the fact that he was able to keep himself in the shape that he keeps himself in is as highly productive as he is. By the way, did you hear the breaking news that came down like five minutes before we came on the air? The NBA trade? Yes. Sure do hope it's in not in my top headlines for today. Oh, am I going to blow it? You might. Okay. Well, then maybe we should just do headlines, and that way if you don't get it, then at the end of the headlines, I can throw it in there. Let's do that. Uh, let, let's do it that way. All right. So let's go ahead and check in with Adam Wadias today's top headlines. Well, Patrick Mahomes says he's definitely in a better spot when it comes to his ailing right ankle that than he was for the AFC Championship game. And the All-Pro quarterback expects he will not be limited when he takes on the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. That wasn't the story. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. 
A team source confirmed Zion Williamson will not be available for the Pelicans' next three games. He will also not be available to participate in the All-Star game on February 19th in Salt Lake City. Did they announce an alternate yet? No alternate yet. Uh, Okay, that was not the story. And the Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves are in discussion on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, and draft compensation, such as a first-round pick to Utah and Mike Conley to Minnesota. That's the story. But now, is that Sham's report? Yes. Okay, is that the latest? Because you said in discussion. My my understanding is that is a done deal, and Westbrook is out of L.A. I haven't seen anything final. Have you seen something final? We set the trend. If we say it, it's going <laughs> to happen, Adam. It's been reported. Uh, it, it's been reported. Uh, you know, yeah, according to the Doug Gottlieb show, I just listening, they made it sound like done deal with this uh, three-team trade. And uh, Westbrook is off to, where's he? He's going to Utah, right? And Minnesota, D'Angelo Russell, was he in Minnesota? Is that where he was at? Yes. So he goes to the Lakers, which is basically a return to Los Angeles. Correct. Because he uh, started his, did he start his career in Los Angeles? I know he was there. I don't know if he started there. Let me find out. Trying to remember exactly where he started. But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting that he becomes the return piece in uh, the Los Angeles Lakers shipping Westbrook out of town. And I, and I feel like this is almost more Los Angeles shipping out Westbrook than necessarily looking for pieces to make them a better basketball team. Um, 46862 is the Parfi Sports Medicine text line. Also, you can visit the show. We'd love to talk to you. We are here at the Christopher James Menswear Super Sale with up to 75% off. And, of course, all the great brands, Peter Millar, Johnny O, and so many others. Come on out and see us. We're here until 6, broadcasting live. And coming up, Mike Nutter will stop out and join us. Also in hour number two, Purdue Fort Wayne men's basketball coach John Kaufman. Hey, don't forget, Cruzy Automotive Service. Hey, I got my car back finally. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I tested Cruzy. I, I gave them a repair. <laughs> I gave them a good one this time. Yeah, you really gave them. You put them oh, through the ringer. Oh, man, I put them through the ringer. I gave them a tough one this time. I challenged them. And you know what? Car drives great. I nice. just picked it up, zipped out here, got here just before the show started. And that's the kind of service you can get at Cruzy Automotive Service. I, I told them, I said, hey, I'm really going to need it by, by 3.30 at the latest. At the latest. And like 3.30, they pulled the car up, opened the door. It was fantastic. I was on my way. Cruzy Automotive Service is where I take my car because I get a proper diagnosis, quality repair work. I mean, absolutely the best and always the lowest price. Yeah, you could save a lot of money compared to uh, taking it to a dealer. And they work on all makes and models. So take your car to Cruzy Automotive Service, Lima Road. They're north of Wallen, south of Till, right behind the Shell gas station. Tell them you heard it here on the Sports Rush, and you can get a full-service oil change for just $19.90. That's my friends at Cruzy Automotive Service. Call for your appointment at 489-1089. 489-1089. It's Cruzy Automotive Service. Welcome back. It is a road show today with the Sports Rush. We're live on location at Christopher James Menswear. I'll tell you why you want to come out and visit with us, because you can take a peek 
And what you could do is you come in like you're stopping in to see us and then just kind of peek over your shoulder at a couple of the sale prices, sale items. Uh, they've got some of the winter clearance like the vests right now on sale. And you see all these 75% off signs all over the place up here right in the front of the store. And uh, you can check everything out from... Uh, I think you, you have needs for underwear. I'm not going to ask Adam, but uh, but I think they've got underwear. They've got socks. They've got ties. They've got uh, uh, shirts. You've got coats. You've got. I mean, just go through. It's and, very impressive. Oh, it's very impressive. You know, and and the guy that's always impressive is the owner here at Christopher James Men's Wear because you know this guy. You know, I tell you the most impressive accomplishment ever for Chris Chris Lambert, who is the owner here at Christopher James Men's Wear. The most impressive thing he's probably ever accomplished in his career might be making me look good. <laughs> I yeah. disagree. <laughs> easy. But uh but no, I, I you know, I got the old typical dad bod and I'm thinking, you know, some of these high fashion things that just you know, they're not gonna look great on me. And it was just the opposite. I look great in it. And that's what what's fantastic about this this type of clothes and this quality is uh, you really make guys look good. Well, thank you. Uh, so, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about this sale. This is something you've done annually, and, yeah, and this year super sale. we got a chance to be part of it. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, every year right around uh, Super Bowl time we run this super sale. Uh, no matter how hard we try, there's always some merchandise left over from each season. Um, you know, We're starting to receive spring goods now. So we have to clear out the remaining fall-winter items. So we're willing to sell them at a loss below what we paid for them just to make some room on the shelves. It's the best time of year to shop with us. I said 50 to 75%. About 90% of the store is 75% off on the fall-winter items. Unbelievable. Shoes, um, suits, outerwear. I mean, we have leather coats. and But, but I mean, even things that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think of as, as typically seasonal. Like, I'm looking at socks here. Right. I mean, right. you could wear those socks yeah. year-round. Well, yeah, most so when we call them fall-winter, not everything <laughs> is just for winter wear. Uh, they're just items that we get in in August, and the new styles start coming in in February and March. So these things just have to go. We, we have nowhere to store them. So it's a great opportunity to take advantage of all the overbuying that I did in the last season. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and those are lessons you'll take with you into the oh, next I, buying I try season. To be smarter, but, <laughs> but uh, well, of course, uh, you know, a lot of the fashions, because you do keep things so current, they're, I don't want to say timeless, but they're the type of things that you can buy and you don't feel like you're putting on last year's clothes. Right. And, I mean, we, we, uh, we try to reflect what's new in style, but we're not we're not so edgy that if you wear yeah. it one year, it's out of style the next. We're updated traditional would be a good way to put it. But, you know, we keep skewing to a younger audience. So we get, you know, more of the fits that the young guys want, the shorter coats, the tighter pants. All the stuff that I can't fit in. But, uh, <laughs> and, no, and I'm curious, Chris, because here's a question you know, that, that people will ask me. And I said, I think you'd be surprised if you come out. Because one of the things you'll get when you talk about Christopher James menswear, and it's part of it is your reputation. And in some ways, it's very flattering and complimentary. But on the other hand... It may be is a little bit of a myth, and that is, I can't afford that. That That's not, that, you know, I'm not a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, we, and we hear that often, and, and the reality is this, is we have some very fine merchandise. But I think we have things for just about every price point where people are comfortable. And I would say um, if you shopped elsewhere for the exact same item, they're at the exact same price that we are. Um, and if you want to stretch your budget a little bit and you think, you know what, it's more expensive, it's 75% off, you buy a thousand dollar item for two hundred fifty dollars. That's uh, that's a pretty good deal. So, and, and the other thing we talked about this was that 
times have changed a bit as far as you know guys putting on the suit every single morning and wearing a full suit to work mm-hmm. but yet when they have those special business meetings or they have those special dinners with the boss or executives or you've got an anniversary that you want to dress up for um you know you don't want to just put on an off the rack discount type uh, outfit yep. and you said you've seen your market kind of grow with those types of individuals yeah we have and um you know we're not selling suits like we did back in the 80s and 90s because you know what the way people dress has changed but we are selling uh, quite a few outfits for people who are going to special events like weddings and things like that um, so um you know we continue to stock you know a lot of suits sport coats but we also do custom things not part of our sale but uh, if you're hard to fit or if you want something that no one else has, we do a lot of custom clothing. We'll make it for you, get it in three weeks. You can design it the way you want it, and you've got something that's very individual. And I know, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of visual, uh, uh, we can't present things visually, but uh, I know with Coach Kaufman, a couple of designs he's got with Mastodon logos yeah, as the lining inside his coats. And, I mean, he is so proud of that he shows it to everybody. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll have a chance to talk to Coach Kaufman coming up in our second hour. Appreciate the invite to be out here. We're excited to do the show. And, uh, and, and thanks again. Best of luck with this big super sale. Hope everybody right. comes out takes advantage. Thanks for coming in. That is Chris Lambert, the owner here at Christopher James Menswear. By the way... Uh, you know, last night with LeBron setting the all-time scoring record in the NBA, one of the things you heard a lot of people talk about was it was the record that was never going to be broken, right? Yeah. Forty years it has stood, and when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar set the record, that was a record that no one was going to be able to touch because of the the, the time that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in the NBA many many years of dominance the the fact that he had the hook shot was unstoppable with that sky hook throughout his career that was a record that nobody was ever going to break right so i started thinking about this adam what's the unbreakable record right now in professional sports what is the record that if you had to if you had to say well, definitely no one will truly ever break that record because, you know, last night LeBron James proved a lot of people wrong because the record that was perceived to be unbreakable got broken. But and, and I went through and I pulled a few records that I thought, yeah, these are probably candidates for the unbreakable records because in baseball, the game has changed. You know, starting pitchers that used to throw 150, 200 pitches in a game and start every fourth or fifth day. They don't do that anymore. And uh and so you've got starters that go six innings. They don't rack up as many strikeouts. They might not rack up as many wins. And so I started to look at some of the stats, like in baseball, the all-time home run record. I think that one can be beat. But I'm curious. Barry Bonds at 762. He might have gotten some assistance in getting those 762. <laughs> so the question is, without assistance, is anybody going to touch 762? Aaron Judge might do it. This decade, I mean, the way that guy's hit. Yeah, he can rake it. And uh, but but here's some of them that like Nolan Ryan's all-time strikeout record. No one's touching it, right? You can't pitch enough innings. Yeah, that's you true. Can't you can't face enough batters. You, you can't can get enough outs. <laughs> Nolan Ryan, five thousand seven hundred and fourteen. And to put that into perspective, what does five thousand seven hundred fourteen strikeouts mean to a pitcher? First of all, Nolan Ryan pitched until about Tom Brady. Yeah, right? he was all yeah. But the other thing is, Roger Clemens, who was known as a power pitcher, he finished with 4,167 uh, 4, strikeouts. 
And Nolan Ryan, uh, almost, what, 1,550 above that? Yeah. I mean, that is a record that I don't see anybody breaking because, number one, you've got to get to the majors early in your age. You've got to stay healthy. You've got to pitch a ton of innings, and right now, baseball's not letting guys go that type of number of innings. So I just don't see. I mean, 300 strikeouts is insane for a pitcher in a season. I mean, that's almost 20 years of consistently putting up insane numbers to even come close to touching Nolan Ryan. Another one, baseball's all-time steals record. Okay, uh, you know the game is becoming yeah. the. It, it's not the small ball; it's the home run and the strikeout. Are you going to have somebody that's ever going to steal fourteen hundred bases? You know how many players in Major League Baseball history have even stole a thousand bases? That would be one, and that's the guy that holds the record, Ricky Henderson, and he's got one thousand four hundred and six um, consecutive games played. Okay, guys don't play every day. I mean, it's not the same game. <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. went out there for 2,632 games. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone's touching that one because every little tweak or sore toe or hangnail, these guys will take a day off. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just part of today's athlete. So what is the record that you think is the most unbreakable that will stand forever? Is there one? Let us know on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line, 46862-46862. Are you trying to search and cheat? No, I'm opening the text line. Oh, okay. <laughs> text us at 46862. <laughs> last night, high school basketball, big win for the Wayne Generals last night. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, Adam, but it sets up a huge showdown for us on Friday because we've got Concordia at Homestead as our featured high school basketball game of the week. And now Concordia and Homestead are tied. We thought, yeah. well, Concordia will have a shot to get into the, the the first place discussion and tie Homestead for first place. Now Concordia, theoretically, they could end up all alone in first place. Uh, this this And, of course, I'm a Concordia grad, so I'm not even worried about what Homestead's doing. <laughs> uh, but last night, the Generals beat Homestead in overtime, so you've got a three-way tie right now. With Wayne, Concordia, and Homestead, all 6-1 and one with just two conference games left. And guess who plays each other next week? Concordia and Wayne. Wow. So somebody's going to get knocked out, theoretically, next week uh, on Friday night. Homestead, though, has to play at Carroll. And Carroll's been playing better basketball. So, you know, it, it, it goes right down to the final week again to decide the SAC uh, the other game in the in the round robin between those three teams, you've got Wayne at Southside this Friday. But Homestead, Concordia play each other. Then Concordia plays Wayne next Friday. So Concordia totally controls their own destiny. They play both the teams they're tied with in the next two weeks. Uh, we got to take a break because coming up on the other side, we want to talk to TeamCast President Mike Nutter. He is here with us at Christopher James Menswear where we are broadcasting because of the big super sale up to 75% off. We'll have him join us when we return. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. Brett Rump with Adam Lundy. Heather Starr pushing the buttons for us back in the 1380 studios. And, uh, hey, it's our pleasure to not only be out of the studio today, and it's nice that it's not like an ice-cold day, you know, it's not like yeah, uh, we're, not, we're not out we of the football field. Vortex. We don't have some kind of blizzard of 78, or, or should I say the blizzard of 78, son. <laughs> I keep forgetting how long that's been. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not that far from 
from baseball season. It's you know, really you get not. these warm days, and you're thinking, hey, maybe the guys could have hit taking the field today. You clean a little bit of that snow off. You got to, you know, <laughs> it's, it's uh, almost 50 degrees. I think they've played games in weather colder than this. We're joined by Tidcast president Mike Nutter here at Christopher James Menswear. Welcome, Mike. Thanks so much. It is awesome to be here. My wife just texted me and said, now don't spend all of our money on that on-location shoot at Christopher James. Big fan of the folks that work here and the great selection out here. Yeah, I'm checking willpower because we're putting you at a table here where every view all the way around, almost 360, is 75%. I heard off. that on the intro and I talked. I've got some inside sources here that they put your sizes all around the close. So during the break, you can just peruse and just get a running total going up at the counter. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it is not that far away. Baseball season will be here. I'm sure uh, at the office you've got some type of a countdown going as far as when you're going to be, uh, when you're going to be uh, opening the turnstiles and welcoming fans back to Parkview Field. It, it's a lot sooner than I think we realize. It really is. You know, I saw something the other day with the number when it was still in the 80s, I believe, and I had to look the other way because <laughs> there's like 150 days worth of work or something to do. But we are so excited about the season. When we get a little warm-up like this at 50 degrees, we talked about next week, I think everything hopefully is going to be melted. Believe me, folks, I know how it works around here, okay? <laughs> Mr. Rump cued me up very well that we've had games where I walked out to my car and there was snow on it after and all those kinds of things. You need so, an ice scraper yeah, to go exactly home after. Right. Baseball Ice game. scraper giveaway on opening <laughs> night or something like that. But uh, the countdown is on, and there's a lot to be excited about. And uh, yeah, and, and of course, Mike, you, you talk about the off season. Uh, it you know sh you probably just shock some of our listeners. Wait. Mike works in the winter? <laughs> yeah. everybody. I love the... Where do you live? <laughs> About 10, 15 minutes from the ballpark, right down the street from Homestead. Oh, you live in Fort Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. You can find Se me at all the restaurants all year round. Seasonal employee. Yeah. yeah. Seasonal employee. He's greeting folks at Walmart in, this, in the off-season. Uh, no, but seriously, the off-season, a lot of things happening, but as you get to this stage, it's all about really... Getting uh, getting the doors open and the fan experience, uh, you know, you, we were talking before we came on about getting the merchandise, new merchandise into the gift shop and yep. getting the tickets on sale. I know fans are excited, but before we talk about that, let's talk about last year and Brian Esposito, Man. who I think we all truly <laughs> adored having him here. He was a great guy to work with, but... Uh, what great news we got a week or so ago that Brian's going to be on the Major League staff. No doubt about it. I am so excited. Him and I talked. I don't know who was yelling louder and, and <laughs> excited for each other. I was so happy for him. You know, Brian came in here, and he had managed all those years in AAA. And, you know, a question that I had early on, not for him, but about the idea of the hire was, how is he going to be coming down? I mean, let's yeah, just call it yeah. like it is. Yeah. You went from the airlines pre-COVID, you know, flying every trip, most of the trips, that kind of thing. And and, and Brian Shacko, Keith Winter, myself, uh, you, John Nolan, I, the guy was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, his energy, his, his involvement, his care for the kids, it was tremendous. And then he texted me the night before 
or a couple nights before it came out, and he said, hey, buddy, give me a call when you got a minute. And it said, hashtag 260 to the show. <laughs> and I was like, no way. And because uh, he had been assigned to AAA as the bench coach. Yeah, we had just found that out like right, a week or two And he was before. happy to do it. Like yeah. when, when that assignment came out, he said, Mike, it's great. I'll get back to that level. But, you know, somebody else is calling all the, you know, making all the decisions. Not that he doesn't want to, but, you know, it was going to be a great thing for him. And then... He ended up in the Dominican Republic on signing day for the international signees. The Padres signed the number one international kid on the market, a catcher. And Espo was down in the Dominican when that guy signed. Uh, even though he's from Venezuela, if that all makes sense, he did the signing in the Dominican. And they started talking to him, and here we are. And he's on the major league staff. Somebody said, hey, that's never happened before, right? And not to take anything away from Espo because he's a dear friend now. Uh, but Jose Valentin, who had a very great distinguished major league career with 299 homers, he went from our manager one year and the next year he was the first base coach with the Padres. And so it's rare, but we are so excited for Espo. He was great with us. There was not one thing about him that was disgruntled or bitter about being at our level. He just absolutely loved it. And you mentioned the international signing, and you said they signed a kid. I saw pictures of him. That doesn't look like a kid. That looks like well, hey, a young man. You got that right. And his brother uh, is a huge prospect that just got yeah. And the brother just got traded up to the Twins in that deal from the Marlins for last year's AL batting champ, Arise, yeah. or whatever his name is. And the uncle played, the dad played, the grandpa played, the brother signed for a couple million dollars. So, <laughs> man, that village. Yeah, well, their town in and you know where I'm, I'm getting going here is is now at 16, this kid's an immense talent and he's played high level competition and has great genes, obviously. But is there an age limit in our league? Uh, I mean, there's not a minimum. Uh, the youngest that I can ever recall, Brett, was uh, Urias. That's with the Dodgers, not the he one was that 17, we had. Right? He, he was 16 or 16, 17. Yeah. When he pitched a day game against us one time with the Great Lakes Loons, and I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> and right away when this young man signed with the Padres on signing day, there were people talking about, you know, can he get to the States this year in Arizona? You know, to yeah. down in the complex and play around down there. Typically, they'd go to the Dominican for the first summer, and they said he's so polished, fully fluent in English already at that age that, again, I leave all that stuff to the Padres, but they talked about maybe he would get to the States. But, this it, time but again, that was low A with Urias, yeah. and now it's high No a. doubt. So yeah, it, be a couple years. It's an extra level, <laughs> yeah. so probably a couple yeah. of years away. Uh, Jackson Merrill, though, is a guy that we are, I know, keeping our fingers crossed, maybe expecting to see, much like Robert Hassel last Last year, uh, anything that you know, have you put in uh, your work? Oh, I've definitely put in my work, uh, you know, uh, but uh, I'm very hopeful. I think optimistic is fair, hopeful. Um, planning on it might be a bit much, but uh, I, I'm internally we hope, we hope that we're planning on it. I mean, that's the true story. The only reason it wouldn't, in my opinion, the Padres have been so aggressive with some people in the past at times. Um, but Jackson was hurt last year, so the folks that don't know, Jackson Merrill from the East Coast uh, plays shortstop. Was the We joke he's one of the number one picks. They didn't trade away, you know, but again, they got Juan Soto, so we understand how that works. And uh, they talk about him as an incredible leader at such a young age. Just when we were just talking about the international yeah. signing, people tell me that Jackson Merrill has distinguished himself as a young leader, uh, which isn't always the case when they're still trying to figure it out. Unfortunately for him, he got hurt last year for a while 
And so he has not played more than, I, I don't want to be wrong here, but 60 or so games, 80 games outside the complex. And so this is just me talking. A, a, a move to double A would be awfully aggressive. We heard the similar types of things last year with Robert or Bobby Hassel, where it was like, hey, that's the hope, that's the plan. But depending, and then it, it, it won out that he was here until, yeah. you know, the trade was made at the deadline. And so, you know, in one publication, Merrill's a top 20 prospect in all of baseball. In the two others, I think he's in the 20s. And so we're excited to hopefully have him here, get to meet him. Obviously, last year on the field, we weren't very good in the win-loss category. We had some great individual talent at times. Uh, they acquired uh, Juan Soto and the best closer in the game. Well, and that then, affects know. this team. And that's the thing. You don't yeah, control the no. roster. It comes from the top down. Yeah, so. I always remind people that when we're not playing well, that it's not my <laughs> thing. But when we're good, I don't mind that. But the problem was when the Padres weren't good, the team still struggled. So, I yeah. mean, now all this, yeah. you know, it's like. And so the team below us last year, you know, in Lake Elsinore did win the league championship. And so it doesn't yeah. mean that we're going to or anything like that. But the point is. There's still enough talent. There's still enough talent around and they want it. And we'll be excited to see who comes back does a does a lucas dunn that was a very high pick out of louisville that joined us halfway through the year last year and was this my words not his had played a lot of baseball without much of a break and that kind of stuff i mean i can't wait if he comes back to see him in april and fresh and ready to roll and maybe he goes to double a and we wish him well if he does but i think it'll be a little different johnny matthews is excited and uh i'm excited to have johnny back as the uh Manager, we've got uh, Chavez is coming in as the pitching coach. I said, man, I, you and I have met somewhere. He said, yeah, I've come in a couple times with Beloit, you know, prior to them getting this new stadium that they're yeah. playing in. He said a couple times he thought he might just stay on that road trip. <laughs> and so a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. Well, and, uh, and one thing about having so many of those free agent signings at, at the major league level, it also means things kind of slow down in the minor back leagues. Back that talent up yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. You start to yeah. bunch it. So. Yep. You know, that also has an impact on the roster that we're expecting. Uh, I know single-game tickets are not on sale yet, but uh, I guess group sales would still be something that's popular for folks to, to hurry up and get their group outing scheduled and do it fairly quickly. We would love that. You know, not everybody's a baseball fan. We acknowledge that, but a lot of people are in a group at church, at work, through school, you know, different clubs and associations, different things like that. And then we haven't announced it yet, but we can here because I love joining the show. The individual tickets are going to go on sale on February 24th. As it sits, as we sit here right now, we think we're going to bring back our breakfast that we always used to do pre-COVID. No purchase required to make sure I don't get sued by the gambling laws or anything like that. But if people want to come out and just talk baseball on the 24th, if we end up doing the breakfast, which I think we will, they can come out, talk about things, get a plate of bacon and pancakes and eggs, and we can start talking about the, the new season and some of the new stuff coming around. By the way, Adam, since you're kind of new at this, that is the day we always go out and pick up our media credentials, too. Is that <laughs> yeah, same, that's that right. same Between morning. 8 and 10 a.m. <laughs> you know the media. <laughs> hey, there's free food. Sure, we'll be there. Uh, Mike Nutter joining us here as we broadcast live from Christopher James Menswear. Um, where are the promotions? I mean, those are pretty well locked in, and I know there's been some new acts and some changeover of some of the, the traditional uh, promotions that yeah. you've had. What can fans expect this year? They can expect uh, some of the old and some of the new. And so, you know, Michael Limmer and Morgan Olson and the crew are going to announce it very, very soon. If somebody came out last year on uh, TV sitcom night and met, you know, Stanley yeah. in the office, they're going to love. Uh, he won't be back, but they're going to love seeing our 
our promo schedule again this year. Oh, well, that's and, a tease. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of new stuff. There's some stuff for the young kids that we are bringing back. Uh, like a dinosaur theme thing, you know, that we did years ago that they love, but this is even times a lot more. Uh, they're going to see some of the national acts that they've always loved. Uh, they might see another new act. I'm still talking to my, uh, my buddy that owns, uh, Jake the Diamond Dog. There's nothing to announce there yet. Uh, but we have talked to him about having him back, maybe even as much as once a week, different things. Now, I don't know if this is like proprietary information, but. Is Jake still Jake, or is there a next generation? Yeah, so of there's Jake? A, from the last time that he was here, it would be the same one. And okay. So it's a great question. So he's probably had, you know, the owner Jeff and I used to be roommates in Nashville, which leads to some stories we could tell sometime <laughs> off air. I think but, I'd rather talk to Jeff. Yeah. Oh, I think you would. Yeah, I bet, oh, I'm not going to give you his number. And so, yeah, I bet it's the fourth or fifth. Okay. Uh, dog, and he decided, and I thought it was great marketing-wise early on, where he was like, I'm just going to keep the name. So real quick story. It was somebody will ask me once a year, or more than that, when he's out, how did you guys find this guy? Way back in the day, Mike Vec, so Bill Vec from the White Sox, son Mike, was down in Fort Myers, Florida, I believe, and Jeff and the original one, Jericho, was the original dog's name, were working in a liquor store. Uh, you know, a real nice liquor store down there, and Mike Vec comes in. And Jeff says to Mike Vec, who he doesn't know owns minor league teams, and his dad was yeah. one of the kingpins of promotions, would you like to carry your product out, or would you like the dog to take it to your car for you? <laughs> and Vec looked at him like, okay, you know, what's the punchline? And the dog either carried out whatever Mike had bought in a basket or pushed like a kid's Shopping cart, cart yeah. all the way out to the truck, and that, as they say, became history. He started doing stuff down there. He came to us with the Kane County Cougars, where he did all 70 home games one year wow. before he got established and stuff. So there's always the story behind the story. Uh, that's fantastic stuff. And, of course, uh, TinCaps.com, the place to keep up with all of the promotional schedule. And, again, February 24th, tickets will be going on sale. So plan on getting your tin caps season ticket. Mike, it, it, it's always a lot of fun to be able to visit with you and, and kind of look forward to tin caps baseball. It's always a, a great activity all summer long. Great community event brings uh, all of us together here in Fort Wayne and look forward to another season. Thanks so much, my friend. Great being with you. That is Mike Nutter, tin cast president, joining us here on location. We're live at Christopher James Menswear as they have their super sale with up to 75% off. You find 50 to 75% off at all the tables around around us here at Christopher James Menswear have the 75% off signs. I and they're they, loaded. They planned it that way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got sweaters. You've got the, uh, uh, what is it, the 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 button, uh, what know. is it, the half button or full button uh, front with uh, some sweaters and jackets. And you've got the vests that are on, the uh, winter vests that are on sale. You've got winter coats, uh, socks. I mean, you know, this is something literally for everyone and uh, and many of the the things that they've got here, you're probably going to wear three seasons out of four. Oh yeah, I mean you can I see slacks some all year can, slacks that you could wear all year, sweaters that you could wear for good good portions. So yeah, yeah. So come out and see us. We're here until six o'clock. Another hour on the way after the break. In fact, we'll have Coach John Kaufman joining us coming up in minutes. So do not go anywhere. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.